More Americans are buying electric vehicles, but not at the pace that industry leaders had anticipated. Uh, Dealers are starting to see inventories build on their lots. They're getting harder to move. And this is due in no small part, not to range anxiety, but to the anxiety of whether you can find a charger when you do take a longer trip. EVs work great as commuter vehicles, but when you want to take your family up north, then things become a little bit more uh, complicated, and it is depressing and uh, holding back some of those consumers. But the state of Michigan is uh, going to have a a new plan in place to address the uh, scarcity of chargers in some areas. And we welcome in... uh, Wait, wait, i got to find... Zach Culloden, Chief Infrastructure Officer for the state of Michigan. Lost my place, Zach. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a fairly sizable uh, grant or infrastructure investment that we're talking about. That's right. Uh, to the, uh, yesterday, we announced that uh, the state has awarded nearly $23 million to 40 locations across the state under the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program. And this is money that will increase Uh, accessibility to chargers for EVs all across the state, particularly on our major highways. So as you say, we're trying to eliminate range anxiety, which means the concern that you, you know, might leave your house and then need a charge and not be able to find it. And uh, under this program, if you're going on a trip, there will be a fast charger, uh, you know, no more than 50 miles away. Zach, is this... uh, um this $23 million, will there be more uh, in the years to come uh, to uh, for Michigan, for the infrastructure? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this $23 million represents uh, sort of a combined uh, fiscal year 22 and fiscal year 23 uh, chunk of change. Uh, the full allocation to Michigan is $110 million. Okay. So if we do sort of complete what we call our alternative fuel corridors, which are basically the, the, the big highways that drivers might use to get around the state, um, and put uh, DC fast chargers every 50 miles along all those corridors, we can start to take that those funds and invest in community charging. Right. Uh, Zach, how many chargers are in the state right now? It's over 2,000 right now. Um, but I think what's really exciting about uh, about this investment is that these are DC fast chargers. So these you can drive up, you know, your your car is below 50 miles, and within 15 minutes you'll be fully charged. So you know, go get a snack uh, or whatever the case may be. Use use the restroom, come back, and your car will be ready to go. Um, and that's that's what's so key for these longer trips. That was my question. Just if people have this range anxiety, where are we in the infrastructure as of right now? Is 2000 good for the size of our state? What would you say? Uh, So that really depends on how many electric vehicles we have, right? Uh, If we're going to convert a sizable uh, chunk of the consumer market, then no, 2000 is is not enough. Um, and And it also matters what kind of of EV charger you have. So uh, you want a mix of what people typically call level two chargers, which will charge your car, you know, pretty fast, but not so fast that if you're like on a trip and want to get somewhere, 
in a hurry that you can uh, that that's where you'll want to plug in. So that's maybe your overnight chargers, or uh, you know maybe you want to shop downtown for a couple hours, uh, give your car a significant boost. Uh, that's a perfect fit. Uh, and then for for the for highways and and long distance travel, DC fast chargers are. Are, are perfect. So I think our our goal as a state is 10,000, um, and that will be a mix of level two chargers and DC fast chargers. By comparison, we've got 5,000 gas stations, but the average gas station has eight pumps. So that's 40,000 refueling opportunities, right? So when you say that this 23 million uh, will go to 40 locations, how many chargers per location are we talking about? At least four ports. And it could be more, but at least four. Okay, so we're talking about a, about 160 then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, it, it, the cost came out to be about a half million per location, and I was wondering, you know, what we were getting. That's a, you know, Some of these chargers can go as high as 350000 per charger, so it sounds like you're getting a, a pretty decent bang for your buck. That's right. And, you know, the it's not just the charger, right, that folks are buying more you know, the, the folks who are building uh, these charging stations are really making infrastructure upgrades. Uh, there will be a charger installed, uh, you know, this year or next, uh, you know, as a result right. of these grants. And then these will be EV charging stations for um, for many years to come, even even once the technology improves. I mean, you've probably seen uh, gas stations; they look nothing like gas stations. Right. Uh, 10, 20 years ago, and that'll also be the case for EVs. Well, you got to upgrade your power supply, the grid, and there's also some significant software costs. I've been told. So, yeah, there's a lot. It's That's a exactly lot more right. than yeah than just the, the just the charger. Is it a timetable, right. Zach? Is it a timetable on uh, when these projects have to be completed in these uh, different areas that have uh, received money for these uh, um, chargers? So, we're going. Uh, all out to get chargers uh, deployed as soon as possible. Um, you know, typically with an infrastructure project, you're looking at a longer timeline. But I'm uh, extremely optimistic that we can get a charger or more chargers deployed this year. Uh, you know, by by uh, you know by the time the leads turn. Zach and then, Mo- of course, it'll oh, play out over the over the coming years. I mean, some of these some of these sites need bigger upgrades, so it'll 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 be a mix. Can any car go to any charger? Is there a universal standard? That's the direction that that uh, we're heading. So a universal standard was adopted, and um, what that means is that at at some point, you know, uh, cars that were sold with the prior uh, standard in place will just receive uh, an adapter so that they can use the, the universal standard charger. And again, how are you making the decision where to place these uh, locations, Zach? I mean, um, to those of us that are, you know, uh, going up north or going to our hunting lodges or, you know, going to visit family in other parts of the state, we're concerned about them being off of the major trunk lines not necessarily in urban areas. How do you make the decision about where to focus? So this program is exactly for that. Um, it's, it's so that you can get to your hunting lodge. Um, no, in all seriousness, it, 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 these are off major trunk lines. 
Uh, so we're talking about I-75, US-2, US-31, I-69, um, you know, US-127. So it's it's all across the state. Uh, we worked with Michigan State University to develop a map that showed where we could deploy chargers most efficiently and cost-effectively to achieve this goal of a driver encountering a charger no less than, uh, or sorry, no more than every 50 miles. And uh, they do have to be within a mile of the highway. Um, so yeah, that's that's where you'll find them. You'll find them in places like Portage, Lunapier, Petoskey, Gaylord, you know, all over the state. You had me at Petoskey, Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Thanks so much, Zach Colodin. We appreciate you. The uh, Chief Infrastructure Officer for the state of Michigan. Thanks so much for having me. All right. You know, I, I was talking to Henry Payne, who's the automotive columnist for yeah. the Detroit News, and he said, you know, with Electrify America, they got them 100 miles apart. And he said, so you've got these gaps. Well, this will fill the gaps, which is a good thing, because he says right now, he goes, if you're driving a truck and hauling a boat, you may not get 100 miles range on a really right. cold day. Well, now, if you've only got 80 miles left you're, you're and you just pass the charging station or wasn't working, yeah. now you're really up a crick. On a hot day right. with the air conditioning going. And, well, right. and, then, and then there's... <laughs> but you heard that. their plans to try and get to 10,000. That yeah. might be a place where people feel more comfortable. Right. There are that many. And to some extent, there is a, and if you build it, they will buy mm-hmm. aspect to this. As people see more of these charging stations, it's about believing, right? Yep. Not just hearing about it. If they see more of these charging stations, that will reduce that anxiety, hopefully. 645 on Newstalk 760. Uh, when we come back, Vladimir Putin uh, talking about his presidential preferences. I didn't even know he could vote. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting the latest on that from our Fox News Radio correspondent at 649. Time for Automotive Views brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them. That's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. The most overblown hype in the auto industry lately is the idea that no one wants to buy electric vehicles. I get it. Not everyone wants to buy an EV right now, given the prices and limits on range and the underdeveloped charging infrastructure. That shouldn't be a surprise, though apparently it has been to some automaker executives. But EV sales are not collapsing. They're not even plateauing. Registrations of new EVs in the U.S. rose 23% in December. That's not as hot as the 52% jump in the full-year tally, but it's nothing to sneeze at. The problem is that while automakers and dealers are facing slower demand growth, the EPA is proposing rules that would require two-thirds of light vehicle sales to be emission-free by 2032. That has automakers and dealers freaking out a little. Their concerns are legitimate, and they are lobbying to be heard. Here's hoping that the Biden administration is listening and seeking a workable solution. With this week's Automotive View, I'm Jamie Butters, host of the Daily Drive podcast and executive editor of Automotive News.